All right. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the amazing Brenda Cadman. Brenda is a Canvas verified expert from Prince Edward Island, Canada. And after spending more than two decades supporting businesses with their website development needs, she now focuses on teaching entrepreneurs how to use Canva more effectively and efficiently. So Brenda has taught thousands of small business owners through her courses. And in particular, she loves to help business owners tame their hot mess Canva accounts (laughs) by creating an organizational system that ensures they can spend less time in Canva and more time doing what they love. So Brenda, thank you so much for joining because I have one of those hot mess Canva accounts. So I am very much looking forward to this. You are in tremendously good company. Most people do. (laughs) So yeah, uh, before we get started, how about you just tell me a little bit more exactly. I know we just did your intro, but what you do and, and how you help people. Sure. Um, so you mentioned in that intro there that um, after helping you know with websites for more than two decades, I've kind of moved into this new space. And that really was where I spent the majority of my more than 23 years of entrepreneurship was running a website development company. I retired that in September 2022. Um, it, it's a lot of work. Listen, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but I have limitations <laughs> just like everybody else. And there's only so much you can do. And I found being, trying to split my time between running two completely different businesses was just, it was draining my will to live. So I retired that business, wasn't an easy decision. And then once it was done, it was the best decision that I could have possibly made. And now I get to focus all of my time creating resources and courses and offers to help business owners specifically use Canva, Um, sometimes learning how to use it for the first time, other times just learning how to tame their hot mess accounts if they're already a power user. I love it. And Canva is absolutely I think it's one of the first tools I ever started using when I, I opened my business. Yep. And it has been one of my favorite tools to continue using every, I think I use it pretty much every single day. Um, yeah, I would say most online business owners for sure, but even those who are more heavily on a kind of bricks and mortar sort of side of things, they still need to have an online presence. So any business owner these days needs an online presence and this is going to be um, you know, more than nine times out of 10, Canva is going to be the tool that they go to in order to create the content to put out on their online channels, 100%. Yeah. So what are some of the common things you see amongst all of these creators creating all this stuff in Canva? How are their accounts such a hot mess? What are some of the common practices you see that can be easily fixed? It kind of falls into two, I mean, well, there's more than two big areas, but the two areas that I kind of specialize in and I, because I specialize in it, they're the ones that attract my attention are not using the brand kit feature in Canva consistently. And then obviously organization. So sometimes you'll see business owners with a hot mess in terms of what their graphics look like. And then there's more commonly um, what I'm seeing in terms of a hot mess behind the scenes in terms of how their account- accounts are actually set up and they can't find anything in them. But as far as the um, the visual side of it, I think there's a tendency, especially when you are newer in business or you're new to using this platform, 
that you get in and you just start using templates or you start creating stuff on the fly and you don't do it necessarily with a really intentional brand consistent kind of approach where you're just choosing fonts that look pretty, colors that look pretty, and then putting your logo on it and putting it out there onto your social platforms. And it's really important to be taking advantage of that brand kit feature to set up a consistent set of brand fonts and brand colors and then using them with great consistency when you're actually creating your content. So if you are using a template and there's not only is there nothing wrong with using a template, I highly encourage it because the, you know, the heavy lifting's already been done in terms of designing exactly what you need. But then when you go to customize it and make it unique to your business, it's really important that you're pulling that visual brand kit into it. So you're changing the colors to something consistent with your visual branding. You're changing the fonts. Even if it looks really pretty the way it is, you want to make sure you're changing it so that it becomes instantly identifiable and recognizable as belonging to your brand. And I find that particularly in the earlier days of a business, often that is not taking place. And then you end up with a much more cluttered looking kind of social feed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. that brand kit is one of my favorite features because it does let you put in your your logos, your colors, your fonts, everything, and keep it so nice and tight and organized. And I have multiple businesses because I got a bit of that multi passionate entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> many of us do. <laughs> um, and so being able to have the different brand kits with like the different yep. colors and everything for the different businesses really helps take that that little bit of thing stuff out of my brain instead of having to keep track of okay what are these hex codes again where did I save them yeah. what are the colors like just having it right there makes it super super easy so it's in it because of that it's more than just ensuring everything looks great and consistent it also is a massive time saver because you're not having to hunt down those hex color values every time you're not having to hunt down the specific version of the logo that you want to use or trying to remind yourself what version of that font you know it's going to save you a lot of time because it's right there at your fingertips you're not having to collect information on the fly and i'm a big believer that i mean Canva is, it's so much fun and it's really easy to go down the rabbit hole. And if you have the time to do that, great. But the majority of us do not have the time to do that. We want to get in, we want to get it done, we want to get it out, and we want to move on to the next thing in our business that really needs our attention and that we really, you know, love to do. So I think some of these features like that brand kit, also the resizing feature that comes with a pro account. And of course, you know, organization, which is my primary focus, all of these tools, they're going to ensure that not only can you create great looking content, but you can do it with a lot less of the overwhelm that I think a lot of people end up having when they use the program. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, hot mess in terms of the visual side of things. Yeah. What about hot mess in terms of organizing things in folders? Because I know that's that yes. is my downfall. I have an ongoing feed. I try to put things in folders, but I I, I don't. I don't. I will confess. <laughs> well, and like I said, you're in very good company. I mentioned before we started recording that I am prepping to do um, an official training tomorrow for Canva. So they're they're hosting an expert series, and um, I get to do the first one, which is awesome. And it's all about getting organized in the new year and. As part of the registration for that training, Canva has been asking people what their questions are about organization. And 
I've started looking through the questions now. And it is stunning to me. And it, it reminds me that the things I kind of take for granted that everybody must know how to use or know are available to them, they don't know. There's a lot of people saying they want to be, how do I organize that Canva home screen? I want to put it into folders or how can I, it's overwhelming. I can't find anything. And you shouldn't be, it's because you shouldn't be organizing from the home screen. I don't, other than logging in and landing on that screen, I've, I spend very little time there. I'm immediately going down to projects, which is in the left-hand uh, navigation. It's it's one of the top items there. And that's where you're going to be able to create custom folders so that you can move your designs. You can also move your images. You, not only do you not have to upload everything into uploads, you should not be storing all of your images in uploads. I want to see people creating an organizational filing cabinet for their designs, but also for all of their images. So when they are going to look for that one specific stock image that they know they need and they know they have, they know exactly where to find it. And they're not having to re-upload it half a dozen times because they can't find it in the thousands of images that are sitting in their uploads folder. Um, so I think that, you know, if you haven't, created folders before, it's the perfect time to start. Start now. Um, but if you have tried and you haven't found it successful, usually it just means that it's not the right set of folders for you. And it's a matter of taking a look at what kind of content am I creating consistently? What is, you know, doing an, a bit of an inventory? What do I have in my Canva account? And start looking at how you can chunk that into categories that would make sense to move folder or move designs into. So typically an online business owner will have you know, a folder for social media. And then that might be broken down into the various platforms that they're active on. There might be a subfolder under social media for Instagram, uh, for Facebook, for Pinterest. Um, and then within Instagram, you might have a folder for reels, one for, you know, your feed, and then your respective designs can go into those particular folders. Now that's how my brain would break down information, but other people might intuitively look for, in, for for designs in a different way. There's no one size fits all answer here. It's a matter of figuring out how you look for information and then creating a folder system that's going to support you when you go back to look for it. I love that so much. <laughs> you touched on one of my other downfalls, which is the upload section. Yes. That's where everything goes and that's where everything gets lost. <laughs> and it's where images go to die. <laughs> it, it's exactly, exactly. And that how you said that just made so much sense to me because I, when I teach organization stuff to any of my clients, and usually we're focusing on like Google Drive or something like that, mm -hmm. like your cloud organization, I always tell them, create the folder first based on how your brain wants to break things down and then create yeah. your, your stuff in that folder. Don't yes. create something on the homepage and then move it into the folder. And so by you saying that of instead of going to that main home landing page on Canva, instead of going there and starting everything, going into a folder and mm -hmm. starting from there makes so much more sense. That's and yeah. And you're gonna have to do cleanup initially. I yeah. mean, and that can feel very overwhelming for a lot of people, especially if they've been using Canva for a long time and they've got quite a collection. So there are going to be those who have the bandwidth and the energy to just tackle it, whether that's in chunks or sitting down and doing it as a larger project and just getting it done or outsourcing it to somebody who can do it for them. But a lot of folks also just kind of want to start fresh. They're like, you know what? 
I need, I want to be organized moving forward. I do not have the, I have zero energy to deal with the bottomless pit of despair that is awaiting me in my Canva account, which is why a lot of the times people just have not created an organizational system, even if they want to do so. It just feels like too much to do. So in that case, taking everything that's in there and just moving it into some, you know, future me problem to deal with folder. Uh, and then so you can get a clean slate that way. And then creating a folder system moving forward. It's kind of like taking, you know, if you walked into your office and you had piles and piles of paper and you realize you have to create some sort of organizational system with this, some sort of filing cabinet, but you just can't deal with it right now. It's kind of like taking all that paper, sticking it in a box, putting it in the corner, knowing that you're going to have to deal with it at some point, but you want to at least have a fresh filing system moving forward so that you can, you know, get, get started somewhere. You can do the same thing in Canva. And it, you know, so there's really no excuse. <laughs> there's no excuse, even if it's too much right now. It's it's something that you can get started on kind of at any time. But I know it's not something that tends to be a an urgent thing to do. It's never really one of the top priorities. But once it's done, it's just going to free up so much time for you that you can use to get all the other important things done. Well, time and I think that mental bandwidth too. I know, you know, when things are yeah. cluttered, whether it's literal clutter hanging around my office or digital clutter in, you know, the cloud or in my Canva folder, that really, really weighs on me. And I know that's how my own personal brain works. Like I, I know that 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 is something specific to me, and some people might be fine with it. But I think on a whole, just being cluttered and kind of weighed down and feeling that feeling of overwhelm of not being able to find anything or not knowing where something is at any given moment, I think it does take its toll on, on people. Um, yep. It does. It sucks your energy, but it also has um, kind of the tangible effect of, you know, you actually lose a lot of time as well, because I'm sure that, you know, let's use an example of creating a presentation. Let's say you're creating a presentation to give and you're going to give that presentation again, you know, mm -hmm. some months down the road. If you can't easily find that presentation to just copy and modify for your current purposes, you may find yourself spending a lot of time searching for it or recreating it when if you knew where to find it, you could just grab it, duplicate it, tweak it, and you're good to go. And you, you literally could save hours of your time. And if you bill hourly, that there's a cost to that. There's a lost opportunity cost and there's a, a actual you know, financial cost to that as well. Right, right. All right, so now that I have you here, what are some of your other hot tips and tricks for, for getting organized or using Canva? Oh, gosh. Hot tips. I mean, that uploads one really is a big one, though, because I think people don't realize that that's even something they can do. Because naturally, when you're working in the editor and you need to upload an image, you go straight to uploads and you think that that's where it has to stay. And it doesn't. And a lot of folks don't know that you can you don't folders are not limited to designs. You can put your images and your videos in them as well. The other thing, though, you mentioned something important about starting your designs in the appropriate folder. And a lot of the time, I know people are very frustrated that when they create a new design, it often just puts it at the top projects level and it doesn't actually create it in the folder. The little trick there is that in the top right corner, there's a button that says add new. And you can use that to create a folder. But what you'll see is if you click on that button when you're 
in a folder, one of the options is to add a new design. So you can actually create a new design directly within the folder, and then that's going to leave it there so you don't have to take the extra step of filing it later. I mean, that right there is a game changer for me. Like that just, yep, we're good. We got our episode. That's perfect. (laughs) It's a change of habit. I think a lot of the time it's easy. We just fall into these, you know, routines of what we open and kind of how we do things. And it's just training yourself instead of hitting that create new button from the home screen, just go to the place you want it to live and create the add new button there, which is really basically in the same spot. Um, well, in a similar spot. Um, it, it's a change of habit, but once you get into that habit, it's going to save you a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one practice I've seen people doing, um, is creating one document, um, for let's say their, um, uh, profile pictures or something Yep. across the entire, all, everything they ever need a profile picture for. And they're keeping it in one document, just creating new pages underneath that for their additional profile pics. Yep. Is that something that you think would be a good practice? You can do it that way. Um, you, it, Again, this is kind of a personal preference. Some folks like to have individual designs for different platforms. They want to be able to go find, um, you know, maybe they want to have their, all their profile pictures for their profile pictures and all of their other promotional images and all that under the particular uh, social media channel. Others might want to have, like you said, a single document, kind of a master document that has all of the same thing in there. So it could be all versions of your profile picture. Or maybe if you do have an Instagram feed design, you might have a master design with all the different kinds of layouts that you like to use. But another tip would be if you are wanting to have kind of a master document that you can easily use to create new content to save it as to publish it as a brand template rather than saving it as a design. Mm -hmm. So you may be familiar with you know, getting access to other people's templates where they share a link and then you click on the link and it prompts you to make a copy of that template in your account. You can actually save designs as a template within your account so that when you click on it in your own account, it prompts you to make a copy of it rather than overwriting the content. So I often won't do that. I'll often just have a design and I will just duplicate and add additional pages. But I do that because I know that I am unlikely, I'm very unlikely to overwrite the content in there just because I'm so used to doing it. But if somebody's worried about potentially overwriting something, then this this is a fail safe for that. It's also a really important step if you have team members that you want to make sure they're not overwriting an initial original template. They're not accidentally getting rid of that, but they're responsible for generating social content for you, creating these templates. And that's what they have to use in order to create new posts. And it's as simple as um, opening the design and then you click on the share button in the top right corner. And instead of you know, just saving it normally, or instead of going to download it, you can actually look to publish it as a um, a brand template. So there's an, a little option that says more. And when you click on that, you'll see an option that's called template link, but there's also one called brand template. You want the brand template one because the template link is just going to give you a link to share to somebody else to access that design. If you save it as a brand template, 
what you're going to see in your Canva account is the next time you go to your projects area, there's going to be a little label on it that says brand template. And the next time you click on that, it's going to say, do you want to you know, use this template? In which case it'll make a copy, or do you want to edit the original, which would actually get you to overwrite the, the initial design? So looking at your business and seeing what are the things we're creating over and over and over, those are the things you probably want to have as a brand template. I love that. I love that trick. That's definitely something that I could use because there are so many designs that I just, I mean, even podcast episode covers, things like yeah. that, that we recreate over and over again to have that. And we have one that is a master template, you know, that we use. But if we actually had that set as a template that could make sure that I'm not accidentally going to write over it or my business partner or, you know, any of the assistants, anyone um, kind of protects that a little bit. Really it like protects it. I mean, we all have those days where we're distracted, especially if you're, you know, suddenly your kid's homesick and you are running out of time to do something you were supposed to do. You know, we lose our level of attention we might normally put on things. And it's very easy to have those whoops moments <laughs> where you suddenly use the wrong thing or overwrite the wrong thing. So it, it's nice to have to know that these little fail safes are there to ensure that that just can't happen. I love it. I love it. So one of the other issues I have had with Canva, and this could be purely user error, I will fully admit that I have a really hard time sharing designs with my team members, or I will share something and I'll say it's shared, but then they can't find it, can't see it. I haven't quite gotten moves down there. Do you have any tips for that? Or am I am I alone with, with how hard that is for me? You're not alone. I, I honestly think that yeah, the team sharing functionalities, the team environment, it's it's been overhauled recently. It's an area that I am actually trying to get a bit of a deep dive from Canva in so we can just go through it in the nitty gritty details. I know how to to use all the functionality, but just to look at every possible iteration of, okay, well, what if this happens? Okay, what well, what if that happens? How does that work? Ultimately, if your team members can't see something, there's usually something to do with the sharing privileges that it needs. It hasn't been shared co properly. Um, and it's important to know that you're going to need to, there's no way to um, kind of share everything in your account. You have to kind of make sure that you've shared it at the right level. I liked, and then there's also the thing you want to make sure they have don't have access to the wrong things as well. So especially if you're using your account for personal purposes as well. So ensuring that you've got all of the content broken down into those folders and then you've shared each of the folders with those team members. But chances are you're, I mean, could it be a little bit of user error? Possibly, but it's also, I think, because Probably. it's not as intuitive as I think it will eventually become. Mm -hmm. And it's on my, because of that, it's actually on my list to do hopefully before the end of the year to create some sort of resource or course around specifically using Canva with Teams, not just with sharing content. There's a lot of collaborative options in Canva that I don't think everybody is aware of, like how to use the whiteboards with your team, how to use the commenting functionality on designs to be able to leave comments for each other if you're working on a project. And some of these little features, little things within the designs that actually makes it even easier if you're working part of a team to ensure everybody's on the same page, even if you don't have a chance to talk one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, yeah, something like that would be amazing. I would love, love to learn more about things like that because yeah, going on the ever-growing list. There you go. <laughs>
I can't tell you how many times I have tried to share something with like my assistant or something and yeah. had her come back and say, yeah, no, I still don't see that. And we've gone back and forth like, all right, so where, where am I not sharing it correctly? At what yeah. level have I missed some sort of permission? And yeah. And then you also have to be careful that if you do have team members creating content for you, yeah. if they're creating it, they have the ownership of it. So you want to make sure that, you know, you make a copy of it so that right. you become the owner and then remove the original uh, because otherwise if they take it, it's gone. And it's important to ensure that if they're creating it for your team, that there is a proper um, kind of standard operating procedure in place in terms of ensuring that you as the business, business owner have the ownership of that design. Yeah, that's an excellent tip. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other hard hitting tips you have I, right now? I mean, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. You're never going to know everything, the ins and outs of every feature of Canva. I'm never going to know all the ins and outs of every single feature because it it is constantly being reiterated. There's new features coming. Things change. Things move. It's It's it is impossible to stay on top of, and this is my business. Mm -hmm. What I think is important is don't feel like you have to know how to use everything in it. Understand how you want to use it. Make sure you've set yourself up for success in terms of being as efficient as possible and taking advantage of some of these features, taking advantage of folders, taking advantage of the brand kit and the resize functionality and understanding how to create those master designs so you're not recreating things and just looking for ways to make your workflow inside of Canva more efficient. And then you can slowly, once you've nailed down those foundations, then start experimenting with different features. Like there's things like the um, duotone effect under image editing that allows you to basically change the color of anything to whatever color you want, even if it doesn't let you actually change the color in the color picker. Um, that's a great way that if you don't have like an all white version of your logo to use on a, a a dark background. If you use this tool, you can select your logo. You can do this little effect and it'll suddenly have your logo all in white. So you don't even have to go back to your graphic designer to get that. There's all these little things that can make your experience with Canva better. But I think if you don't have the foundations locked down, it's just really easy to go down the rabbit hole of creating all of these fancy, you know, bells and whistles, fancy images that you're never going to be able to find again because you have no filing system. So don't feel you have to learn all of it, get the foundations and then build on top of it as you have time to do so. That's perfect. And I really liked your tip before of, you know, it, it is daunting when I think of going in and cleaning up my Canva account. Like I think of my master yeah. page and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have so many things unsorted there. Yeah. And I, I really like, your tip of just starting, maybe have like, just create your filing system from here on out and start using it right now. And yeah. then go back and, and resort things as you have time to, as you have that mental bandwidth, but not feeling like you have to go in and get it all cleaned up right now, right in one sitting. Or you won't do it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You have to start somewhere, right? You have to start somewhere. If you have the energy and the time and the inclination to sit down and just get her done, you know, to sit down, turn on some show you've been wanting to binge on Netflix for the for the last while, get something to sip on that you like to drink and just, 
you know, get to it because it's one of those things. It doesn't take a lot of brain power, but it it takes a lot. It's, so it's not a lot of mental effort, but it does take a lot of time. It's grunt work. Uh, if you have an assistant and you can look through and create the filing system for them to go through and do the filing, even better. But if it's if the idea of doing it just has you, you know, shutting down emotionally, then don't worry about it. Just start fresh. And as you have time, chip away at it bit by bit. Perfect. All right, Brenda, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if people want to work with you, learn more about you, where can they find you? Uh, my website's probably the best thing. It's just brendacadman.com. And if you want to see every offer from free through paid, uh, brendacadman.com slash everything will be the place to go. Perfect. Well, I know I'm definitely going to go check out. You have you have a pretty amazing freebie up right now that I'm going to go check out, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a few, uh, but the, there is a create your Canva filing cabinet in five days challenge. It's just breaking it down into five daily steps that you can take, knowing it will probably take you more than five days to actually execute on it, but at least it's going to give you a process to follow to, to start getting on top of that. I'm officially declaring it right now. I'm committing to jumping on and doing that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some Bella Mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.